This is definitely not a good tool. I'm going to get yelled at for this one. Oh, man. Yes, that's right. That was New Kids on the Block. I got to cut it off. I think New Kids on the Block on the block are relevant again, so the copyright police are going to be all hot and heavy for me again. Jeez, I keep muting my videos. What is up, everybody? How's everyone doing? Brandy, so good to see you. Um, I can't see... Because this sprouts out live through other channels. Like, you can't see everyone who's here. So if you're here, say your name. Oh, well, no, I'll see it. Just say where you're from. So good to see you. Armed Radio, what's up? Thank you guys for the support. iHeartRadio found out today I have a dead link. That's fun, but that's getting fixed. So <laughs> um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, tune in. Thank you guys so much for your support. YouTube, we're getting better over there. What's up, Ivan? Good to see you, my man. Hello, Melissa. Um, guys, it's so good to see you. And of course, radio audience, you can join us over at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. And we will be here on Facebook until we get the live studio audience in Las Vegas, because we're going to make that happen really, really quick. I uh, want to give a shout out to Anton J, the greatest consulting company in the world, but do not call them consultants. <laughs> I think they are company savers. I've seen them in action. It's amazing. Um, also, Look, I, I'm, I'm really big on CBD right now, and I got to tell you something. Um, this skincare product, and you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but some of you do, some of you don't. I've been in the skincare industry for a while, like five, six years now, like contract manufacturing, working with brands, doing distribution, things like that, had my own skincare line, and I'm a snob. Like, I'm a, I'm a really a freaking snob when it comes to skincare because I know what's good and what isn't. And I got to tell you, this Hemp Works Revive, it's gone. Karen stole it from me. Like, I was using it, and next thing I know, it's gone. So someone's stealing it, or we're putting it on the bulldog. I got to tell you something, though. It's not working on bulldogs. It's not, because Zoe is still as wrinkly as ever. But for me, I love this. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I'm really excited um, to get more, because it's gone. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when two people are using it. Anyway, so good to see you guys. Um, I'm really excited about today because I got to speak a little bit um, just now. And that was the first time we ever spoke was just here in the in the green, the digital green room. I like this girl. And I think you guys are going to love her. So you're going to want to hit your share button and your like button and all that other good stuff. Uh <laughs> Media take, yes, you, it, that's not going to work with the wrinkles, but the dog treats work. And by the way, I'm going to give away these dog treats today with CBD. So you have to subscribe to my YouTube channel or just share this video. I don't know, whatever you guys want to do. I'm going to pick a random winner. Actually, subscribe to the YouTube channel because I'm going to do a new show over there. I just decided just now as I was talking. But I'm going to give away some hemp work CBD. So just look up Gratitude Unfiltered or my name on YouTube and subscribe, and I'm gonna pick a winner. Uh, we'll announce it on tonight. Okay, so Gratitude Unfiltered, if you don't know already, is a show about finding gratitude when the S is hitting the fan. It's those moments in life that were traumatic, that could have destroyed you, The it could have you know, just like killed you. <laughs> That's a, there are moments in your life that could kill you, and and, you, and it didn't kill you. You survived. You lived. Gratitude Unfiltered is about finding gratitude in those moments. 
and finding a way to use it to not just bless other people, but to find peace in your heart too. That's what Gratitude Unfiltered is all about. So with that said, I'm really, really excited to uh, bring our guest on now. Melissa, great to see you guys. Thank you so much. Hit those share buttons. Subscribe. Brandy, you're amazing. I just got the email. You're in this contest. Guys, she, I'm telling you, this is going to be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Megan R. Finoy. No, God, no. She just told me, dead gummit. Would it say your last name? Fen Yo, like Fen Yo. Fen Yo. Yo, like the E is completely silent. That was the whitest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Golly, there we go. Yes, thank you. You guys, thank you so much for that. Um, Brandy, I mean, Brett was talking to Brandy. Megan, it's really, really good to see you. I'm so glad you're on the show. First of all, I, I, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning and or this afternoon, and I, I, I saw the post about Jenny McCarthy. And so yeah. before we get into that, we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about that. Um, that's exciting because she's like my, she's one of my favorite people. I love her to death. So we're going to talk about that. But yeah. speaking of what gratitude unfiltered is all about, tell me about a time in your life that just, you thought it was all over. You were done and you know, you wanted to quit. It's probably like one of the, when you think about those moments, it's like, oh my God, how'd I live through that? But then you're able to say, I would not be here without that moment. I am so grateful that happened. Will you tell us about one of those times? Yeah, and thinking about this, as you know, and your audience probably doesn't know, but I wrote a book and it was just released three weeks ago and it's really called, it's called You Are Enough, Five Steps to Move from Struggle to Strength. And so I share the most difficult six years of my life that literally just basically stopped back in February. And I have that almost exact same thing that you just said about where I say, I'm so thankful for my struggle over the last six years because I never would be where I am today without it. And so, you know, I've had many struggles in my life. I'm a mental health therapist and have been doing this for about 15 years. Um, oh, we're but... gonna have fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna get really fun. How much time do you have? Can you go two I... hours? Um, as long as I can fill my wine up, yes. <laughs> you could do anything you want. Let's do this. All right, keep going. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but I got real fine. excited because I love therapists. Yes, and okay. thank you. And also a transformational <laughs> mindset coach. And so I kind of combined both of them. And then I do speaking. And like I said, I'm an author. Um, and so most of us people that become therapists, we do so because life has been difficult for us. Um, so for me as a therapist, I've never, I do self-disclosure and share some of my struggles with my patients, but then I got real vulnerable and just shared it in a book that made me a best-selling author three weeks ago. So now like whoever wants to read it, but so I'll just kind of give you like the quick synopsis, but you know, um, growing up in my life, you know, having a learning disability, growing up in a very dysfunctional home, um, you know, those were struggles that I worked through, but Six years ago, I got married. Um, I was an officer in the Air Force and got married. And long story short, um, he ended up having an affair for 14 months of our two and a half year marriage. Um, and really in the midst of all of that 
I did not realize that I was in an extremely narcissistic, abusive relationship. So even as a therapist, I knew what narcissism meant, but I didn't know the ins and outs. And so we got divorced. And again, in the book, it goes way into more detail. Um, and we got divorced. And then his, what I call what it's called love bombing um, as in narcissism continued for two years. So literally at the lowest of the low, I mean, in between seeing patients, I was on the floor crying. You know, my friends had to help me get up off the floor. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. You know, my entire life at age 36 was completely just broken and I had no idea what to do. And so um, I started having this nudging feeling and really didn't know what that meant, but I knew that it was I was meant for something more. And even though he was still taking me out on dates and he would say to me, like, I made the biggest mistake of my life, you know, his actions never followed up his words. And so I took a leap of faith and moved to San Diego um, back in March of 2017. We were, our home, you know, was up in Northern California. And that's when the love bombing continued even worse. Um, he, heaven forbid, I should move on. And so I stayed faithful and committed to this man even two years after he divorced me. And um, so spring forward, he came down a couple times to see me. So February happened um, this past February. So this is very raw. This is very new. Um, and come to find out, he came down here, said he was going to move down here because he wanted me back. Literally looked me in the face and cried and said he made this huge mistake. And come to find out, he had moved in a girl two years before our divorce was final and had been living with her for two years. So she didn't even, I didn't even know she existed the last two years as he's like dating me and like saying all of this stuff. So in February, I had started writing this book in the end of January. And in February, again, like so many other times in my life, I started feeling like not enough again, like after the affair, I was not enough, you know, and then here again, I'm not enough. And it's like that Band-Aid from the affair was brutally ripped off again. And here I was just standing here with my heart shattered, being like, how did I get stuck in this? And so I actually stopped writing my book because my book was called You Are Enough. And I was like, wait, I cannot write this book when I don't feel like I'm enough. Seriously, right? I know so, that. yeah. And then I had this conversation with a man, which is in the book, who I don't know who he was, um, but really gave me some insight of why I have to continue to write it. So this book was written while I was in the midst of this struggle. And then it carries through to my strength. And so it's super, super powerful. And I look back at the last six years and the minute I said goodbye to him, the minute I stopped allowing him to write the story of my life, my life completely changed. And the things that have happened in the last six months are just so astounding and so unbelievable um, that I wouldn't trade the struggle for anything in the world. Okay. <laughs> I know you have a lot of questions. I can tell your mind is racing. Like, I gotta well, stop her. So, no, no, no. I, you're, you're triggering me in like 55 ways. Yeah. So I've made it known on the show that I'm a recovering narcissist. Um, a cheater. I mean, we can go down the line. Like everything you're saying about his behavior, like, yeah. And I can tell you exactly why 
you were getting manipulated and tricked and and, and the, the deception skills of us narcissist is incredible like i and, and the thing is is like i i feel like now i have to live my life so exposed so that i i i can get called out if i'm if i am being that guy or you know i call it shining a light on my shadow and because all of that crap in the past, like all of that stuff, it's like, it's tried to, it tries to creep back in. I mean, I do the work and it's a lot of, it, 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 but it doesn't mean that I couldn't go back. If, if I allowed and like being able to hide is a big part of that. And first of all, I, I, I so I, I, I say this with respect to you that I'm sorry because I know exactly what I know. I understand both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I do what I do is because I want the people that have chosen to love me in my life to feel like they can have a voice because I put them through a lot of crap, mm -hmm. a lot. And, and it's not fair. It's not, yeah. but just as important as the person with borderline personality disorder, such as myself, and that's, you know, recovering <laughs> narcissist. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's great to have to talk about it. But really the purpose behind it, because it, it's so important for people to understand that the mindset of the people that choose to love us. And it's not it's not easy. So I commend you for keep writing the book. And I, I, I and I related to that, too, because I stopped. I just I, I just appeared on. I'm not saying this to brag because it was a year ago, but it just now aired on Fox Business. And it's not even that big of a deal. It's really not. But. During that interview, I, I shouted out the publisher who I was going to have published my book and what it did for and I'm not using them, but and I know it's no disrespect. I'm just I've got to go in another way. But the, the, the thing is, is that was a year. It was supposed to be finished a year ago, but I stopped because I kind of got off of my tracks a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I commend you for continuing to write that. But I want to ask you something. I think this is important and I'm willing to be put myself in the, in the, in the position of being exposed even more by saying this, talk about how, talk about the uncertainty of knowing what is true and what's not talk about what that feels like for you. Well, but first, before I answer this question, I want to say um, thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that because I've actually never been on the other side of a screen or, you know, with someone that is a recovering narcissist. Um, so thank you so much for, you know, saying that because I think so many people that are involved in narcissistic relationships believe that change is not possible. And you know, I think that sometimes of my ex-husband, but I also know that change is possible for anyone. And so thank you so much for putting that out there. Again, I didn't know, and I'm assuming, you probably didn't know what my book was about, so this was probably a complete shock. This was a complete shock for both of us. Um, so thank you so much, I appreciate that. Um, and it just goes to the, but again, the power of the work that we do, right? And, and reaching out to people and sharing our stories because we're not perfect. And 
by what you just said, I'm sure that you're going to touch so many other people's lives by that. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, going back to how does it feel when knowing, what was it, knowing the truth versus knowing not the truth, kind well, of? Well, the, 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 the facts are you never knew what was true and what wasn't. Yeah. Because you could say the sky is, is, is orange yep. and, like, and be really convincing of it. It, it, it's not, it could be, I mean, it, it can go to some extremes. It can like say, oh, I was, I was missing because my, my friend died. I mean, like you say, they're, 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 they'll, they will say anything that I know. I, yeah. And I so believe everything. It, they're convincing and there's a way of selling it. And it's like, and they're, it's almost like they're the world's greatest actors. And so from that I, perspective, that, 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 that unsettled, like what, foundation am I even on? If any, what does that feel like? It's horrific. It's terrifying because, you know, I grew up in a dysfunctional family. And so I've tried really hard not to allow those things to follow me, you know, but as a therapist, when you're literally sitting there and you're wanting to believe this person that you, you know, vowed to love for the rest of your life and you know he's lying because you actually have evidence that he's lying but he's saying he's not and all and then calls you crazy and says that i you know i was the one that has trust issues and blah blah you literally in your brain you literally think that you are the crazy one i mean i cannot tell you how many times i sat there and begged for his forgiveness how many times i sat there and felt like i did everything wrong and basically kissed his butt because he literally made me feel like I was wrong and questioning, even though I knew the truth in my head. I mean, I had a receipt here and he's like, well, that receipt's wrong. The date and time is wrong on it. And I believed him because he was so in my head. And so it literally made me insane. Uh, absolutely insane. I felt like. Do you know the, the weakness that therapists have? Oh, we have lots of weaknesses. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what the main one is that to me? And uh, we're really I, codependent and we care too much. And your 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 ability to um, discern at the end of the day has been shot because you've been working with patients. Yep. Your instincts, you've used that energy on so many other people in your own personal life. You you've sacrificed that for other people. Like the sacrifice. Therapists sacrifice a lot. Like there's pros and cons to everything. You look at, you look at any job in this world, but we'll talk about therapists in particular. You're sacrificing for other people so much that it's really, really, really hard to have anything left for family, for relationships. And so, in part of the thing that makes a, a um, you know, in a relationship is that ability to decipher bullcrap. It's worn out by the end of the day. Yeah. Every every half of my victims were therapists, and it was always the same thing because I I could get I I knew instinctively that I could get away with living a double and triple life. I'm not, and I'm not saying this proud. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying like there's like you guys. I hope that you 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 manage to take the time to take care of you to to restore so this doesn't happen again. Because I, I would hate that. Like you have an yeah. you have an opportunity right now to empower so many women by being the narcissist cracker 
Did that make sense? Yes, I love it. Okay. I love it. And I'm really glad that you said that. Like what you just said is like a, what a therapist would say. And I do have to admit that for the two years that he was love bombing me, I was not taking care of myself. I was working 40 hours a week. I started a private practice and a health food franchise. I was working like 60 hours a week because I just didn't want to deal with it. And I will completely admit that. And then when this happened in February, so I was on autopilot living this mediocre, unhappy life, making everyone think I was happy for two years. And then when this event happened in February, I lost it. I got back into therapy myself. Um, this book, people will ask me, how was the process of writing the book? And I'll say, I don't even remember it because I never had to force myself to sit down because for me, it was a healing journey. You know, like that's where I started doing all of my in-depth research about narcissism, even though I kind of knew as a therapist. But so for me, as over the last six months, I've done a lot of self-care. I've done a lot of healing, of closure, of more importantly, finding closure of the person I was that I became when I was with him. Not finding the closure with him, but finding that closure of who I was when I was with that person. And I'm continuing to do that, you know, I'm still in therapy and, you know, but I also, I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie, I'm very scared um, to allow those things to happen again, um, to not just like in an intimate relationship, but even with friends, like I'm learning to like reestablish boundaries and really to start saying no and taking care of myself. And I'm scared, you know, because it can happen so quickly but I'm just trying to like remain focused on the steps that I created in my book and my self care and surrounding myself with people that I know I can truly trust and that I know love me no matter what. And I, and, and, and I, I want to say this, and it's also fair that I speak up for narcissist. Mm -hmm. You weren't born a narcissist. You weren't. And, and most narcissists will not admit to be a narcissist, but you're a narcissist. Come on, not you. I, yeah. I'm talking to the narcissists that are listening right now on iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Spotify and Stitcher. I know you're listening and you're out there because we're, it happens. And guess what? It's born through some event in your life yep. that really hurt you. And, and it sucks. And it's not fair. And it's not fair that maybe you didn't get help as soon as you should have. I understand because I was there. I didn't get help. I didn't have a voice. I didn't do the things I needed to do. I learned how to hide. I, I learned all of these really bad habits that were originally born to protect me, but they end up becoming the, the very monster that hurt me. And, 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 then, and then I hurt other people. And it was like, it's like a survival tactic because you're scared. Because in the end, narcissist, you're, you're just a little boy, little girl that's terrified. Yep. And that's what it is. And that's, that's, that's sad, but you it can is. get, you can get help for it. And, and so I don't know how much research you've done about working with narcissists and how they can improve. But if you'd like to talk about that, please share. So, you know, it's funny because I actually have worked with a couple clients that have narcissistic traits, um, not recently, but exactly what you say. Like I, and some of my, some of the people that have read my book have messaged me and said, you know, where do you think this comes from? You know, are they born with it? And I say the exact same thing, like, no, they are not born with it. And 
One of my favorite theories as a therapist is called the family systems theory. And basically what that means and what it, you know, is about is the fact that like everything that we experience growing up from birth through our childhood, every experience, good, bad, ugly, horrible, everything that is said to us literally shapes who we are. And so me growing up in a dysfunctional family, I never really had that person that cared for me, right? And so that's probably why I became a therapist, right? Like I was the middle child. I always took care of everyone else. No one was really there to like help me, you know, trust issues started the minute I was born, you know? And so that projected into me growing up, right? So I think for, and I, I'll just say this because I don't think he'll be watching. But for my ex-husband, I think really like when I look back at it, I think it was him growing up, you know, his dad wanted him to be a doctor or a lawyer and he didn't want to do that. So he joined the Air Force. He was the youngest person to make chief in the Air Force. He worked 25 years, retired at 40, had everything, you know, his his um, success was by material things. So he had the big house. He had the five cars. He had all of these friends. But he just kept trying and trying and trying to find his happiness when, in fact, his happiness was inside of him. But he hated himself because it was never good enough. And that story that his dad told him growing up that he never accepted that he was in the Air Force. He never accepted how far he went in the Air Force because he didn't become a doctor and a lawyer. This unconsciously affected my ex's life all the way through today. You know, plus I think there's other things that have happened too, but I won't get into that. But again, I think well, that was I'm the sure, story. I'm sure, hold on just real quick. I have to interject because this sounds very familiar in my life. I'm sure there's some elements. I mean, because I don't think um, sexual or physical abuse necessarily creates narcissists. Um, but I do think being repeatedly installed with the belief that it's not good enough. You aren't good enough. Um, first place isn't enough. I think that there's a triggering element somewhere in there. And why do you think I wrote this book? You are enough. <laughs> no, because you're exactly right. Because that's what, as even as children, show your book. Better, show show oh. your cover. It's really pretty. There's some new people oh, that jumped on. Thank you. Hey, Mr. You Bradshaw. Are look, enough. Look how pretty that is. Thank you. Um, but it's so true because. That's what we think. We're not enough. We're not good enough. We didn't make the soccer team. We're not good enough. We didn't get the A in our, on our test. Mom and dad are mad. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. And that literally has been ingrained in us, unfortunately. I really think even if you came, grew up in like a quote unquote perfect family, which by the way, there's no perfect families, but you know, that was, it's ingrained with us, even as adults. And so at a young age, everything that is said to us, everything that happens to us literally forms who we are as a person. And narcissists are not born narcissists, you no. know? And I was watching this show um, the other night with my boyfriend. Yes, I have a boyfriend. Ah! Um, and is he watching the show? Yes, he is. <laughs> and it's Have great because he stay on the couch. Let's do a double interview. He knows. He knows everything and, you know, it's, we've talked about it, you know, and it's scary and this and that, but, um, which I wasn't expecting in the, in the next six months, right. Of all of this happening. But 
I hope he's not a narcissist or he's going to hate No. Me. Oh, my gosh. He's so not. <laughs> because so if he was, he literally would not be supporting me right now and watching this video because narcissists, they don't do that. They don't support no. you. They don't. They would never <laughs> right. sit here and, like, watch a video. And, like, he's sitting here at the other couch watching the video. But <laughs> so sorry for embarrassing you, babe. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he's so not a narcissist. That's a but good anyway. thing. <laughs> That would be a bad example for your book, too, by the way. <laughs> well, I have a boyfriend, but he doesn't believe in what I'm doing, so he's out. But, no, he's he's sitting here. He's been so supportive. And I know it's hard listening to this story all the time, but he's, you know, super supportive. And but going back to the thing, we were watching this movie or this TV show, I Am a Killer, the other night. And, you know, I get all – I like the mind and all of that stuff. And I can't watch that stuff anymore. And again, we are talking about it, and it's and I said they're not born killers. Like they're born because, or they become killers because something happened in their life. And this one extreme guy, you know, as the story's going on, talked about how he never was loved by his parents. No one ever hugged him. No one ever, you know, tell, told him he was good, you know. And so like that's he had, and it was crazy because he had some narcissistic traits that you could see in the show. And again, it's because he never had that person, one person to like, just love him. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, and we all have something and like, it's so important. Like even with me, like I, like I deal with borderline personality disorder, but I also, it's, I need, I, I want to talk, I want to talk to you. Uh, can we segue a little bit into this? Because I, I borderline personality disorder and narcissism really flirt with each other. They don't. Oh yes, they do. Yeah, and 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 I still deal with I still deal with my passenger. It's been I, it's been a while, but part of the reason why I made the decision to be absent, and it's tough, believe me, it's not that much fun. But it, part of the reason is because I remember a year ago reading this article about they've been able to prove that you know about spirits, you transferring of spirits during sex. And, and then as I started researching borderline personality disorder more, it was usually through sexual abuse victims and which that's, you know, awful, but you, it, it, I've started to look at my borderline personality disorder as more of a demon possession because I describe it as a dark passenger takes over. I am. Um, but it's it's really really interesting, and so like now I've been researching all of the different ways to possibly remove those spirits, because if they truly have an effect on you, like that's terrifying. I mean, I I never wanted to take medications. I mean, it's either take a bunch of medication because of the other stuff, or take nothing. I mean, I'm using CBD, and for some reason that seems to really help me. I don't know why. I I I, I, I don't know if it's helping. I mean, I know it. I, I don't know what exactly it's helping, other than the fact that I tend to make a lot better decisions when I use CBD. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I, it's not a sublingual effect because I've had CBD that didn't work either. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm 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 just like I. I, I guess what I'm, what I'm asking is, do you think that a lot of these diagnosable mental illnesses? Do you think it's all from, like, it, it, it's some type of, um, do you think they're all triggered through trauma of some sort or by diet or, like, what is your feeling about all that? 
Because I know the borderline personality disorder because it seems to take the shape of so many different things. It looks like bipolar disorder. It looks like this. It looks like that. All things I've been diagnosed with. But I'm, I look at it as a stinking possession. Mm-hmm. Like what is, yeah. what are the differences between the two in your field of expertise? How is that looked at? Are they even both considered or are they completely separated or what? So you're hitting um, a part in my heart right now that's really deep. Um, and just because I don't know if I have family and stuff watching this, but um, there is a, one, a family member um, of mine that for so many years was diagnosed with bipolar and literally, you know, I can't diagnose friends and family and I don't do that. But when it came down to health issues, I was like, this is not bipolar. And I knew it for years, but no one would listen to me. No one would listen to me. And it was, it was borderline, right? And I truly believe that mental health, you know, there's some mental health issues that are inherited, right? Um, but there's some that with, you know, treatment and coping skills and things like that, like I could have turned out completely different, right? I have those inherited genes from like growing up in like a, you know, dysfunctional family. Um, But I have a very good relationship with my family members now and it could be completely different, you know? And so um, I truly believe that a lot of the mental health issues do come from things that we, dealt with in childhood or never dealt with, you know? I mean, think about it back in the day, like even, I still, even still now, there's such a stigma with mental health. It's getting better. But even like back in the day, like no one saw a therapist. I remember, I remember when I told my parents that I was not gonna be an elementary school teacher, that I was gonna go into social work and become a therapist or a social worker. And they were like, what's that? And that was, you know, 2000 or 1997. They were like, what is that? So, um, you know, I do believe that it really has a lot to do with what we've engaged in in our past. Now, again, it's kind of 50-50. And I just, it's hard to like put a a big summary on it because I truly believe it's individualized. But I also believe that bipolar is very much misdiagnosed. I think it's like, oh, okay, yep. You know, there's some ups and downs, you're bipolar. In fact, instead of like spending time with the patient at session after session to get the diagnosis right, the easiest one is bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it one ADHD too. But here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started I, on that I, one. If I if I if I remove sugar from my diet, guess what? Uh, I'm or or if I'm stimulated because I'm interested in something, I don't have ADD anymore. I mean, I'm I a do, hyperactive I, guy, but it's, yeah, I do yeah, have dyslexia to say, sucks. I don't yeah. really agree with that. I do own a health food franchise, and I do a lot of work on. Wait, you can say it, Juice Plus. Yes, Juice Plus. It's good. How did it's, you know about it? Are you kidding me? OJ Simpson used to be the spokesperson for. Oh my Dr. gosh! Today. How did you know this story? Because my my mom and dad. Um, see, what grade was I in? I was in fourth, fifth grade. No. Yeah. Like fifth, sixth grade. Um, they were, I used to steal the juice plus pills out of their uh, cabinet. The gummies? They didn't have the gummies then. They were pills. Now now we offer the gummies free to kids. 
<laughs> but okay, so let me do a disclaimer about the OJ Simpson thing. First of all, so side note, we're gonna go on a tangent real quick. That was like 30 so, years ago too, but it was. So Plus has been around for about 30 years and they wanted to do a spokesperson, right? And so they got OJ Simpson and the day before they were going to, Juice Plus was going to announce OJ Simpson as the spokesperson is the white Bronco night. And what I've heard from a lot of people, and I believe it's true, I haven't seen a picture yet, he had a Juice Plus t-shirt on when he got arrested. Because it was the next day when they were going to announce him as the spokesperson. And so that's why a lot of people haven't heard about Juice Plus because of that. They wanted, they're like, okay, this is a sign. We need to do just more connections, one-on-one, -on -one, not a lot of advertising. We want to like make this a family program, you know, a family get healthier. So that's why like we don't do a lot of advertising and that kind of stuff. But so that's the story. And I love that you knew that. <laughs> no, I actually, so something I'm going to, I'm going to be able to make an announcement on Saturday that will make perfect sense for a lot of people because the people that have known me for a while, like I've been involved with brands and products for a long time. I, I'm a product junkie. It all started with my mom handing me a box of skincare, like all kinds of different stuff that she was half used. And I just started playing with it. Yeah. Um, like I know a lot about cosmetics and lashes and pills and like I understand the manufacturing process and fillers and like I know I've been very, very fortunate to get to work with so many brands and so many different industries that I have a good feel and I know what to look for. Honestly, I'm not like I'm not selling out for Juice Plus because I don't work with them. I don't I don't consume it, but I can honestly say it's a really good product. Like I know for a fact and it's been a good product for, well, 30 years. It has. So I, kudos so to you guys. I, I mean, I didn't even know. I, I heard about two years ago they were, you know, still around. But this is a great product, and they, it, is. it is. We are not getting in the foods that we are eating. We are not getting true nutrients and yeah. able to balance it out with Juice Plus. I mean, if you're in a hurry all the time, Juice Plus is great. And what? And thank you so much for that, because everyone that's listening, that was this was not planned at all. No, this is I, don't, I don't pimp anybody out yeah. if I don't. Do it. I, I mean. I, I will only, so I will, the, again, I'm, I'm true to this. I do not talk about things that I don't believe in. Yeah. I'll speak out against something, but I will not ever say I believe in something if I don't believe in it. That, right. And I Thank wouldn't be you. able to talk about what I'm going to talk about on Saturday if I did. Oh, that's so exciting. So I'm excited to hear your announcement. But I have to say, um, that's awesome about your parents for, you know, getting all the nutrients and the fruits and veggies. And so as, as you know, like Juice Plus, you get 30 fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, it's the most researched natural brand product in the world. And we have, and the reason why I brought it up is because we have research studies that talk about whole food nutrition, flooding your body with fruits and vegetables and how it helps with ADHD with kids, autism. Now, none of it, there's no cure, right? Like we don't talk about curing anything, but we talk about how it can help with anxiety, it can help with focus, you know. But it doesn't need to be cured. That's the thing that's so stupid. Right. Sorry, now I'm gonna go off on a rant. Hold on. <laughs> My ADHD is a freaking superpower. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, my bi like when when I thought I was bipolar and it wasn't, I mean, because at this point I don't even freaking know. I mean, I know I have borderline personality disorder, but like all the other stuff, I'm sure it's all sprinkled into it. I don't know, 
and I don't care because here's the thing. Yeah, sometimes I get depressed. Sometimes I get in my head. Sometimes life sucks. But when I get to ride the wave, which is most of the time, because I know what to do to protect myself, I live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. I have people like that can decipher me. They're like Josh whispers. Like, cause they know, but it's my circle. It's like, it's like trust. So I, I, they see all sides, but they do an amazing, my support system, which you have to build when you have mental illness, you need a support system around you, especially if you want to use all of that crap in your past for good. Mm -hmm. If you want to use it for good, you need support. You need a tribe. You need people that love you and understand that you may flip out one day, but guess what? That's not really who you are. It's just the headspace you're in in that moment. Mm -hmm. But when I get to ride the wave of my hyper, my hyper focused, or or my being able to just the energy that I can put off sometimes, like whether it's on stage or behind the show, like if that was part of my mental illness making this happen, so be it. I'll take it all day, every day. I don't want a medication for it. There's a reason why I abused cocaine and would do meth anytime I could when I was on medication because I didn't like being numb. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel alive. Right. Like, that's why that's why people that battle with different mental illnesses, why they self-medicate, because the drugs they give us suck. They make <laughs> us they, they 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 may curb one thing, but they give us five things else to worry about. Sorry, I got, no, I, got I, love it. I No, I love it because everything that you say, I completely agree with. And so, you know, talking about how flooding your body with whole food nutrition it helps, but also, yeah, it's not about medication. It's also about coping skills, right? You have to have those coping skills. And I talk about that extensively in my book because that's something that I've had to do, right? It's like these coping skills. I wouldn't be here today talking to you having this amazing conversation if I wasn't using my coping skills and the, and the things that I've developed to use when I have a bad day, right? Again, your tribe, like I, I talk about them in my book, they're called my strength tribe. You know, they're the people that- misfits. <laughs> yeah, that keep me grounded and say, you know what, Meg, like you're kind of flipping out right now or, or I can tell you're having a bad day, like bring it back, you know, because I'm not perfect. And I do have bad days and sometimes I stress out and anger comes out or, you know, irritability and the people that I trust that are in my inner circle that are in my life, they're able to rein me back in. And yeah. if not, and then I'm able to use my skills, whatever that is to be able to say, okay, yes, like I just, I need to remove myself from the situation or I need to do this or I need to do that. Um, and a lot of people, yeah, all they think is it's going to be a magic pill and they're going to be fine. And there's nothing else that they have to do. They're going to take this pill every day and they don't have to do any coping skills. And that's why they're just so overwhelmed. I want to talk to you about mushrooms. Oh, gosh. Like What's up, Robert? Hold on. Really, really quick. I, I, I want to I, I respect like some of the people here. Um, Sophie, um, interesting, Megan, about how your ex-husband was formed by influence of his father not being good enough or up to his dad acceptance or standards. Many people live with their childhood scars from dads who never knew how to be fathers. I was one of those people. Uh, is why I love what my dear friends, Chris and Davey, I love those guys, are doing for the empowered fathers in action. Uh, so needed to truly change how fathers are dealing with their children. Great live and topic. People need to hear, uh, need to have this awareness. Thank you both. Nice to meet you. 
hear Megan. Uh, Sophie would so be a good person for you to connect you. to. Yeah. Sophie, Sophie is a fantastic human being. Uh, Richard Bradshaw, good to see you. Rachel, thank you guys. Everyone else I can't see, thank you so much for being here. Um, anyway, so I I want to talk to you about mushrooms because I – so it is – I love to dive down the wormhole. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people that believe that – like MDMA, I believe in MDMA um, and what it can do for people. I also believe that it can obviously take you off the deep end. But – I know, I know that honestly, I think a lot of my um, my worldview and in, in my and in, in that that feeling of oh my god, we're all equal came from a perception change of using MDMA. Um, I know that uh, cannabis for me um, for a long time was something that I really I, I found use, but I can also see the problems, especially if you're using other medications with it. That's a problem. But mushrooms. And I'm seeing this happen with cannabis now that the pharmaceutical industry is getting in, in getting in the industry. That's a problem. Well, now the FDA has approved the the cytosillin or whatever it's called. Um, they're now going to study it to see what it's actually doing for the brain. Well, they don't need to study it. They can just talk to everybody that likes to eat shrooms. It's a pretty healing. I think it's a it's a living organism. Like you can go any, every type of mushroom, like look up mushrooms and the benefits of mushrooms. I got to tell you when it comes to ADD and some of these other things, those regulars mushrooms like lion's mane, if I'm tired and struggling, I'll drink some lion's mane coffee and oh my gosh, I feel like I'm flying. And it's, it's a living organism. It's a mushroom. And then you take the trippy mushrooms, like as a therapist, are you excited or are you a little like, I don't know about this, about being able to use this in therapy? Because that shift change that it can give you can set you off on a, a whole new plane. Am I going to get you in trouble for asking these questions? No, because no, I am a private practice. I, I, I work completely on my own, but I am going to protect myself and say no comment only because I am a substance abuse therapist. That's one of I, I specialize in substance abuse and trauma. So um, I know I know that there's personal reasons for certain things, like marijuana. I don't know anything about the mushroom thing, and I, I'm not even going to comment on that because I didn't even know that this was happening. But I do know, like personal, we don't script here. <laughs> personal reasons for marijuana use, you know. It's, so it's it's very difficult as a substance abuse therapist with everything that's going on with cannabis right now. And, you know, medical reasons, cancer, like that kind of stuff, I get it. I totally get it. But I also have patients or have had patients that come in that are using cannabis four or five times a day because they're like running away from their issues, right? So like that's all I'm going to leave it as because um, okay. I'm like in the middle, but it's really hard. Um Sorry. As a substance abuse therapist, I, you know, just want people to be clean and healthy. So I should have known when you weren't at Burning Man that you, you weren't a. Uh, okay, I wanted to ask because it's being, what it's being considered for are its therapy benefits in healing PTSD and some other things like that. But you're also that's kind of like a medication. Right. So you're also missing the big component of being in therapy and learning coping skills. Right. Because you can 
you can use that as a medication, just like how some people unfortunately get like diagnosed or get prescribed medication and then too much because doc, you know, anyway, that's a whole nother subject. I, I, okay. We won't, we won't talk about mushrooms. I'm sorry. But anyway, if you're going to do it, make sure you're getting the therapy with it so that you're learning the coping skills. So you're not just focusing on medication or mushrooms or marijuana. But you, you know? wait, wait, hold on. You can say this officially. If you are on medications that are prescribed by your doctor, you should not be mixing cannabis oh or mushrooms never, at all. Never, like never. that is because a it literally makes your medication ineffective because you're it changing. Ins it, it's super toxic for you, and it will yeah. kill you if not make you insane. Like jump out of a window, insane. Yes. Like so please, I, anyone guys, out there, do not be do not be mixing psychotropic medications with drugs marijuana, anything, you know, seek out a professional to figure out what is okay. What is not, um, don't chance your life with that at all. It's not worth it. It's not. And, and I'm, and I'm saying this as somebody that is supportive of research and education and each individual finding out, is this right for you? Because cannabis can be a great thing for people if it's right for you. Right. Uh, and we won't stop, we won't go with the mushrooms now, but if you're mixing, stop, stop, stop yeah. now. Stop. And I, I've said it every time I do a cannabis show, I say this, but I wanted an actual therapist, someone that knows what the heck she's talking about, like with <laughs> certification and a degree, not somebody that's just been a lab rat his whole life. I want her to say it. No mixing. There you go, Mr. Bradshaw. All right, Megan. Yes. I want to know something. First uh -huh. of all, I really am happy that you've been you you've been on the show. Uh, this is this is great. Like I I didn't know where we were gonna go, but I never do. So I'm super thankful that you've been so cool and open yeah. and so vulnerable. That's super awesome. But I want to know something. Like when you like right now, you've got you you've got the book out. It's a bestseller. You're going on Jenny McCarthy. You're. You're, you know, you're gonna be seen, and in 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 your world is going to be exposed to the point where the you are going to be, you are going to now be a citizen of the world, whether it's for a couple months, a couple years, it depends on how much you continue to feed feed the beast. But are you? What are you doing to prepare yourself for the public eye? Okay, now you just really kind of set the fear of fear in me is because like I didn't really think about it. I guess I'm just this has been such a whirlwind. Like I never expected my book to be me to become a best-selling author. Um I and I couldn't have done it with my without my amazing support of my friends and family and everyone that bought the book. Um and you know, all of these things. I'm not prepared for it because I, I so it's weird. It's not that I don't believe I'm not good enough. I, I truly believe it. I guess it's just me trying to like, ex I don't know, I guess imagine it or like, cause everything's just kind of like stopped right now. You know, the book released and everything's just kind of like, I'm just kind of rearranging my schedule and like figuring everything out of like how it's going to look. And I guess I really haven't put it really into play about what that might look like. I mean, I would love for it to like blow up, um, but I know for me, if it does, I will not change who I am. I'm not going to change my story. You know, my top three values, authenticity, honesty, and integrity. I'm going to stay true to that. 
Um, I lost that in my last relationship, you know, in my marriage, and I won't do it again. But I will always stay true to who I am. My friends and family will always come first. And, you know, I just, and my mission and my goal of writing the book is to empower people. And as long as I can do that, like, that's what I'm going to stay true to. That's awesome. That was kind of a long answer, but. No, 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 no. It's a good answer. And there's no way. Like it, it's, I don't know if anyone can ever prepare for it. And I don't think it's something you're supposed to prepare for. Um, I, I just, but sometimes it's easy. Cause I remember the first mistake I made when I thought that I was going to have a TV show and, you know, it was going to appear like, and I thought that like I was preparing myself and preparing made me get in my head. And then I like became self-sabotaging. That's what I, that's what I yeah. do. Um, now I'm not, I, cause I've kind of gotten to this place where I've some, I well, no, it's not gotten to a place. I finally surrendered and I've been in this like place of surrender for the last maybe three weeks now. And it has just allowed me to appreciate the moment that I'm sitting in so much more because trying to, forward project of what life would be having to, you know, just all the stuff that can get in your head and it can be a lot. It doesn't do you any favors. So, and I actually love your answer because you're setting yourself up for success. And I think that that's super cool. Thank you. Um, while you were talking, I had to move and plug my computer in because it's dying. But, you know, I think maybe too, like while I was writing the book, because I was in such the myths of my own turmoil that I didn't really <clears throat> imagine what the book could do for me because I was, it wasn't about becoming a best-selling author. It was a healing journey for me. So I think like when you said that, it kind of, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe that's why I haven't really thought bigger um, because I wrote it because I needed to heal in a way. Um, but of course I'm hoping that Jenny kind of, I'm, starting my own podcast with one of my friends. And, you know, of course, I'm going to plug that. And, you know, I'm hoping, of course, maybe it blows up to more speaking gigs because that's ultimately what I want to do, you know, around the country. Speaking. Yeah, I, I want to literally, that's what I want to do. I want to just share my story and meet amazing people and help empower them and them empower me. Um, and that's my ultimate goal, you know, is to go around the country speaking. I am. Um that's 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 happening for you in a big way like you're gonna do you're gonna do awesome i mean seriously like you're you'll do um i guarantee you're gonna hit you're gonna blow up the east coast too like new york florida uh, north carolina that's gonna be a really great market for you but so is dallas texas in houston those are gonna be really powerful markets for you like you're gonna kill it there and then of course you have the globe to you to work with too yeah. You're, well, you're thank gonna, you. Completely, I can completely see you on stages in front of like arenas, sold out crowds, twenty thousand. Oh wow, you're gonna. Do you usually make guests like cry and stuff on your show? Because like you're literally like. No. <laughs> thank no. you. I really appreciate that. No, that is that is possible, and I know you probably. I know you've seen yourself on those stages. Most recently, yes. Um, Again, I think I needed, I knew I had a powerful story. Even growing up, everyone said, your story needs to be a lifetime movie or you need to write a book. 
So um, I put it on my bucket list to write a book by the time I was 40. And then obviously I'm 39, so it happened a year earlier. But um, I know that I have a good story. I mean, it's not it's not sunshine and rainbows, but I do believe that I've accomplished a lot and worked through a lot of my struggles. Um, and like I said, if I can just encourage one person to to create the life that they've always dreamed of through hearing my story, then it's been all worth it. And so I think, I'm not gonna lie, I think I've, well, over the last week or two since the book has launched, I've kind of started imagining like bigger things. So we'll see. Those, so I wanna tell you something. Um, and I, and maybe, you know, but those images you got were not to tease you. It's what's available for you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you continue to keep taking that step towards your calling, your new calling, you'll get it. Yeah. And, 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 and then as you keep going, you'll get even bigger images because God does not tease you with those images. That's, that's available for you. And I fully expect you, Megan, to make that happen. I I will do everything I can. And I love that you just said that because that's actually the step two in my book is visualizing your passion and purpose. And it's funny because you know how we always talk about like, oh, we can give advice, but it's so hard for us to take our own advice. I was just sitting here talking to you about this, which is completely contradictory, like what I wrote in my book, you know, but like, yes, I should vision and visualize something bigger, right? Because I agree with you, like when you visualize it, when you have that picture of what you want your life to look at, look like, it will happen. And so thank you for the reminder because it's like, that's in my book, but I totally did not just take my own advice, so. Well, I mean, but I think those little random images you get, like a flash of something, like mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about, like even that. Yeah. Like even if it's even if it's as simple as driving down the coast in a Ferrari convertible, like if that's an image you like that that's possible. For me, it's always a helicopter because yeah. I don't like to drive. Um, but I mean so. that's available for you, and it's true. Like I, I I I know it for a fact, and I'm telling you that that's available, and it just Thank you. it makes sense, and I and I want to see you accomplish it. Anything that we can do to support you on the show um, or personally, like I'm. I'm a fan. I'm I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for you. Enjoy all of it. Thank you. I'm thinking that we should go on the road for something and just do our story that we just did today on our on the show. Like I had no idea that you were recovering from narcissism and like how like how crazy is that? Like and then, you know, my book and it was just I loved the conversation that we just had about it and you know, being vulnerable to talk about that and it's you're talking to someone that just wrote a book whose life was completely shattered by this and we didn't even know it. So I just think that's really powerful too. I, I just think it's very powerful. Well, I, um, I listen, it's people that have watched the show and have, have seen it, they're used to it by now because I, I don't hold back. Mm -hmm. But the whole reason is for what I said, it's, it's to give a voice to the people by me speaking out about these things. It, it's almost like not that they needed permission, but it is giving permission because there's one thing that happens with the victims of narcissists. Even after all of it's over, there's this protective quality that they have because they've spent so much time protecting them by speaking out. It says, well, if he can say it, then I can now say it too freely. 
And that is the only way that they, you, anyone gets to heal by using their voice to discuss, to talk about it, because yeah. that allows you to find your tribe mm -hmm. by doing that. Yeah. You know, obviously I haven't had any narcissists call me and go, Hey, can I be in your <laughs> tribe? I have no interest in that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to shine a light on all this crap. <laughs> it, it, it's important. Like I, I can't, I don't think I can ever make things right. Like yeah. I know Christ has forgiven me. I, I, I know that I know that other people have forgiven me, but I know that they have scars. Mm -hmm. Like I can't. I can't take back signing my twins away for adoption. I can't take back the years I lost with my oldest daughter. I can't take back cheating on every single woman I was with. I can't take back the abuse. I can't take back any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. The least I can do is give people the opportunity to heal. Exactly. And, you know, I love that you're a believer. That is super important. Um, again, I always believe that God puts people together for a reason and, has crossed for a reason. And I love that you truly know that, you know, God has forgiven you. Um, God has forgiven me for all, all of the things that I have done. Um, and you're, you're making something out of your past to do something good. And that's all that matters. You're not sitting in the victim role of like, oh, you know, I did this, I did that, you know, you're acknowledging it you've asked for forgiveness and now you're changing lives by what you're doing. And that's all you can do. And you need to be very proud of that. <laughs> well, I, um, my guest last night, uh, Nathan bird shared something that I've never heard anyone ever say, but you know, you can write out your vision, right? But he said, write your obituary. It's a, it's yeah. a tool that he has. And I, I shared for a long time. I thought, Oh my God. Like my obituary was going to be, he had all of these amazing gifts that God gave him and he wasted all of them. Mm -hmm. Like I, the, the obituary that I would have wrote before four years ago is not the one that I would get to write now. And, and that drives me. And that also drives me. I brought up my twins. It also drives me in a way that if I, maybe my mouth gets big enough and exposed enough that, you know, maybe one day they'll go, man, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> I think that's my dad. Yeah. Is that my dad? Hey, mom, is that my dad? And then she'll force to be forced to say, yeah, we, he, you know, we, we adopted you, me and the new husband. And yeah, he's turned his life around and he's somebody that you can be in his life again. Mm -hmm. Like I live my life for that. I live my life to make my daughter be able to go. I want to teach her that she can use her past pain to help other people. Yeah. I want to show her that you can turn your life around mm -hmm. because it's never too late. Like if there's anything, I mean, it's the only time it's too late is when you're dead, but like everyone has an, a, 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 an opportunity right now, like whatever it is in your life, like whatever's holding you back, like whatever you have in your life that is limiting you from getting to where you want to be, you have the opportunity to, to get rid of that thing or 
it, maybe it's a giant that you've been afraid to face. Maybe it's 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 just it's that addiction or that relationship or whatever. It's never too late to go. I'm done with this, and I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna start using all of this hurt for good. I'm gonna turn my life around. You can do it. And then for me, it came through an experience that I will never be able to deny in my life. And I know there's a lot of non-believers that watch the show and they don't believe in Jesus or whatever, but I had my moment with the Holy spirit and I'll never forget. I even, so I already can see I lost viewers when I said that I don't care because for me, that is what changed my life. Yeah. And it was undeniable for me. I was the second day of five days in jail. And it wasn't because I was in jail that it happened because I was screaming at God in anger when it all happened for me. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm not perfect. I'm flawed. I still screw up a lot. Yeah. But knowing that I get to use all of that stuff, that God gets to use it for good. And I can tell you for the first time in my life, like I haven't made it. I haven't made it yet. I haven't achieved what it is that I'm, praying that or that I see that is available I haven't gotten there but here's the thing I'm enjoying this moment now I have joy in my life in my heart and I have an amazing group of friends and people that love me and I'm able to love now because of that experience and that's available for all of us mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it's about and I love it because it's and again I'm not trying to plug the book, but that's what the book is about. It's like, oh, plug the book. This is about you. <laughs> so, no, I'm just saying, and I, I was just saying like, but that's what the book is about. Like, where are you stuck in your life? What, what self-limiting beliefs are you telling yourself, whether it be health, relationships, career, whatever. Um, and how do you get through that? And for me, I was literally on the ground, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, but so God has always been very prevalent in my life. But I'm telling you what, I have gotten in more fights, screaming matches with God over the last six years. At one point, I had it where I was screaming so loud. And when I my ex-husband kicked me out the first time, because he kicked me out three times, the first time, and I had to move to LA, um, that the neighbor knocked on the door because he thought I was having a fight with someone. But I was like on the floor, like, you know, God, why are you doing this? You know, but again, it's because he was bringing me through this. I mean, he doesn't want bad things to happen to us. What he wants is for us to learn a lesson, you know? And I didn't leave my ex after the affair. I ignored God. I ignored that sign. And in February, when I went to pick up my ex on, on the way to the airport, I said, God, if this is not supposed to be, if you do not want him in my life, the affair wasn't enough for me to walk away. If you show me that he, and I get goose, like literally I have goosebumps right now because this is so powerful. I said, if you, if this is not supposed to be, if he's not supposed to get a job down here, we're not supposed to be together, I need you to show me. And literally the next day, I picked him up from the airport. The next day is when I found out about the girl that's been living in his house. And that was it. That was it for me. And again, like God was trying to show this to me for two years and I just wasn't listening. And so he yeah so he's he's the reason along with my strength tribe and everyone that supports me and encourages me and loves me but i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that and thank god you are because you're yeah. going to change thank a you. lot of lives um i'm thank you 
Um, I, and I could talk to you for hours. This has been so fun. You know, we we got to I, I would love to do this again. Um, yeah. We could explore a lot of different areas. I this is um, I, I had a feeling it was going to be awesome. I just didn't know it was going to be fan freaking tastic. So <laughs> thank you. Thank and you. congratulations on your book and keep going. And like, listen, anytime there's a handful of people that when someone goes, who do you want on your, their stage? Who do you want on stage? Who do you want to see? There's a handful of people. And I'm around a lot of speakers, a lot. Uh, you are definitely uh, in that group now that I'm going to recommend always. And not not female speaker, a, a speaker. Like you transcend and I, I want to see you make it. I want to see you go as far as I see you going. And anything I can do to help, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Thank you so much. Again, you're making me cry. Um, I just, I really appreciate that because I'm not anyone special. I just have a story to share. And story to for share. some reason I have this story and it's, and I want to use my story to help change lives. And that's, that's all I'm here for. So thank you so much for supporting me and having my back. I truly appreciate it. Um, yeah. I mean, what you're doing is amazing as well. And just very, very incredible. So, um, yeah, you can get my book on Amazon. Um, I'm looking for it right had, now. It's, um, I had asked that as one of the comments. Yeah, listen, plug the link and I'm gonna share okay. your website um, on here. I'm just gonna actually share all your social media right now. <laughs> yeah, I actually just uh, started a new group. It's called the You Are Enough community. Um, and so that's a new group that, you know, just for support and encouragement, you know, people can tell their stories, they can whatever. Um, it's not to plug businesses or anything like that, but it's just a really supportive community. So I can put that link on the, the thing as well. Yeah, please do. I just shared your Facebook mission strength, LinkedIn, your Instagram, um, and then your website, of course. Um, but make sure you share the link for the book because there's a couple yeah. people you know for sure that want it. And then of course the radio audience, you can go to facebook.com. I'm going to turn this on to a blog as well. So livemanaworldwide.com. Um, I'm going to have this up here, your links and all that stuff to be able to buy the okay. book. And of course, um, her website, missionstrengthsd.com. Megan, um, God bless you. Thank you. You're Thank you so much. This has been a true honor and I truly mean that. I don't, I get on a lot of podcasts, but you know, there's these ones that are just so inspiring and so moving and you just never know what to expect. And this was an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much and continue to inspire the world and everything you're doing. Your story is magnificent and you're doing everything that God wants you to do right now. So keep it up. Thank you so much. Yes. Bye. Bye. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. That was freaking awesome. That's just, that. If you just join, like honestly, I've there's, I mean, I've done two hundred interviews in a year, right? <laughs> and there's been there's a lot of great ones, but that is is easily easily one of the top, like top five at least, if not higher. Um, women that deal with narcissists. Um, men that deal with narcissists, anyone that's dealt with a cheater or, um, you know, or somebody with mental illness in a relationship, like this could be very powerful for you, but especially women, um, who've been victimized by men, 
this is a powerful one to watch. Not comfortable, inspiring, insightful, empowering. Not what we don't always want to hear um, what's good for us. And I think this is something that is genuinely good for some people to hear. Um, so I love you guys. Um, thank you for the support. Thank you for your shares. Uh, thank you for the downloads on the podcast. Thank you for listening live on the radio. God bless you guys. I appreciate you so much. Um, again, um, go over to my YouTube page, subscribe. I'm going to pick a winner. Um, and, um, we'll all announce it. I'll, I'll share it and announce it tonight. And, uh, again, thank you for the support. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you, Anton J. A-N-T-O-N-J-A-E.com, the world's greatest consulting company. I really don't like calling them consultants. They basically save companies' lives. Um, and, of course, we're given the CBD giveaway tonight for subscribing to the YouTube page. Just look up Gratitude Unfiltered uh, or Joshua T. Berglund. You'll find it. Um, again, God bless you guys. Brandy, Robert, Richard, uh, great to see you guys. Thank you for your support. Brandy, Kat Don, my sister. What's up? Teresa Snyder, good to see you. Jonathan Martinez, my man. I love you too, brother. Alev, always good to see you. God, people from all over the world. God bless you guys. Watch the replay if you just joined. It's powerful. God bless. Thank you again.